When you're constantly on the move, it's not just pits that break a sweat. From your armpits to your thighs and everywhere in between, new whole body deodorant cream and sticks from Shea Moisture are your secret weapon to staying fresh and confident all day long. Made from melanin-rich skin and packed with plant-based goodness, embrace a new era of freshness with whole body and stick deodorants from Shea Moisture. Find them at your nearest Walmart and walmart.com. And when you do, your whole body's covered. Welcome to the Friends. Every time I'm in the zone. My name is Dustin. I'm Francesca, also known as Hey Friend Hey. My name is Asante. This is the Friends Zone. Let's start the show. Mm, mm, So that's on niggas. I don't want no fighting, don't want violence or triggers. I'm just trying to stack my money, increase my figures. And I got bitches every round me with them curvy ass figures. See, I don't play with hoes. I'm not rich made for hoes. I just kick down them doors. I open up Cadillac doors. Like outcast, I've been chose to do what I'm supposed to do on a microphone. Y'all bitches won't leave me alone, but that's okay with me. Okay with me. Okay with me. I like the company. Long as you not ugly, then I will sure agree to vote for Hillary. Speaking of voting for Hillary, <laughs> she looked like Clay Aiken. My original thought. Oh my god! There have been so many people that I thought. Look like Clay Aiken, like Hillary. Well, there are some people that I know to be Republican that have come out to me that they are voting for Hillary. So I actually appreciate that. I know, that. right? I actually That's do appreciate you know that. Because you know, uh, you get Hillary turning these hoes out. <laughs> <laughs> Even Bush. <laughs> to hear some of these people be like, "Listen, you know, I voted for Barack. You know, I gave you, I gave you guys that one, but I was ready to come back to my party. You know, I was ready to come back to the Republican side. But Donald, I, I, I can't do the duck. I was like, damn." The you know, white people can be selfish. So when I heard that, that really did something for me today. So <laughs> I wanted to make that known. Dustin, you know I have to ask you. Yes. Do you know what I'm going to ask you? No. The video. Which video? With Hillary and Mary J. <laughs> what video? I had to do it. I don't know what video is anybody's talking about. I love you. I love that you too. Loyalty. Okay. Listen to not talking shit in the blogs. <laughs> it. Okay. You know how many people tagged me to that to uh, the video of Evelyn <laughs> doing that? I was nah, like, okay. I know okay. about that video. That was a good video. So how many times have you watched it? At least five this week alone. A toast to loyalty. Okay, so now that you have now we know Dustin is loyal. That's right. Okay, so he said. What video? He sound like Mariah. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so friends. So now that you have that side of Evelyn Lozada in your in your 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 repertoire, <laughs> in I want archive. you 
to watch one, not not anytime soon, but at some point watch one episode of Evelyn's show on own. Just to see the, the nah. just to see. <laughs> she, she said, she said, nah. Okay. She didn't even Rosa look for the fuck. Didn't even right. look for the fuck. She's like, do it that Rosa. <laughs> you gotta see it though. Shout out to Evelyn Lozada. <laughs> so speaking of loyalty, last week's show we discussed friends and acquaintances, coworkers, and whether we side with friends who are bickering and quarreling. Or even if we're quarreling and bickering with our friends, if we expect our friends to pick sides, should they be neutral? And we also discussed whether at this age, at this point in the game, if we have new friends or no new friends. And you guys had a lot of things to say, as usual. So who wants to go first? I actually wanted to go on ahead and just pick an email that, you know, because this is the friend zone and, you know, we're wondering what about our friends. I wanted to just pull something positive from the emails. This one is just a simple thank you. Well, not a simple. Of course, they're always super heavy and heartfelt. <laughs> um, good afternoon. I know, I know you probably get a ton of emails, but I want to just say a word of thanks for the inspiration you all give. Asante. Hey, Asante, that's me. You're such a glue for, the, for this group's indispensable and an honest voice. I always like hearing your opinion. Dustin, you're who I wish I could be. My inner monologue when I'm still trying to be a person accepted by society. You push me to bring that out and to choose petty over perfect when the time calls for it. <laughs> you allow me to be more selfish and keep seeing the humor in things, even when everyone wants to be so serious. Lastly, friend, we are personality twins in so many ways. It's eerie. You help validate my thoughts, ideas, and feelings when I would otherwise feel foolish, naive, or weird. The mirror I see between us allows me to reach out to myself so deep. I feel I used to feel so abandoned, but have become my own friend. It's powerful, oh, and I, I just that. wanted you to know that there's so much healing in who you are. Oh, that, I just I had to get to that gym. That set the tone. Because I want you to read. I, I want to hear you to hear the part before again, in case you thought it was weird, so you can get to the gym. <clears throat> I used to feel so abandoned, but have become my own friend. It's powerful, and I just wanted you to know that there's so much healing in who you are. Thank you for this space you created. Thank you for the blackness and effortless cool. Thanks for being my podcast friends. Aww. Thank you for tuning in and getting us. Right. Thank you for being a part of the friend zone. I love that. Thank you. Yes. Um, what Amber. About you, so Amber Davis on SoundCloud says, I've moved around so much in my life. I've never made any real permanent friends. Now as a 30-year-old, I feel out of the loop with everyone I've tried to keep in touch with. The idea of no new friends only heightens my anxiety. I have a genuine interest in making friends, but it's challenging when people already have their set group of people and no openings. And I live in Des Moines, originally from Baltimore, and the scene here isn't completely dry, but it's very white, and the encounters with people of color here are questionable. So the reason I like Amber's is because she gave me perspective when I was saying I don't know how... At this point in the game for me, if I'm, like, interested in getting closer to new people, Mm -hmm. but the fact that she said she's someone in a new town trying to find her way and make new connections, and with everyone kind of already squatted up, (laughs) it's hard for her to find those Mm -hmm. openings. So I'm imagining, you know, you you could be hindering your own connection with people by having this no new friends stance. So she, thank you for that. To remind me that there are great people that are out there trying to make those connections, and you shouldn't block that. That's Hmm. right. Be open, ho. (laughs) Thank you, Amber, for that. And I hope you find some new friends in Des Moines. 
Oh, baby, you really got to be open out there. There ain't nothing <laughs> out there. She they got CVS. Right. They got CVS in Des Moines. I don't know. At <laughs> least Walgreens. It's well, it's some, as long as it's better than the Aldi's, the Aldi supermarket. They try to shop off as as one of them stores every now and then. It's not the pharmacy now. Right. I thought it was a shoe store. <laughs> <laughs> You're definitely gonna pay less. Okay. What'd you, you find, sir? Talking Dustin? about a flip flop. Uh, <laughs> yeah. All right, so you guys know I stay in the Twitter streets. Um, I would like to give a couple shout-outs. This week I would definitely like to give a shout-out to uh, at Will Slay for pay. Um, Britt Wingy is her name, and she said she she mentioned the show Friends on Pod when the three-year-old doesn't want a musty brain and loves the bounce beat going with it. And she attached the cutest video clip of her three-year-old daughter, adorable baby, sweet baby, (laughs) precious, dancing to Asante and I doing that bounce mix freestyle that we did last (laughs) week. You guys know it warms my heart when you send us videos of you listening to the show and doing your thing, so... Thank you so much. I love. I loved it. <laughs> All right. The next shout out I want to give goes to Tony B. Good. That's T O N Y B E G O O D E, um, and his name is Anthony. Who tweeted, "Kissing a person with no lips is like sealing an envelope." Ooh. Okay. Mm. I also <laughs> like to. <laughs> no, you- <laughs> Uh, that was a word. That's what that was. I mean, I, I fell out. I fell out when oh, I read it. I gosh. fell out. I was on the floor hollering. Okay. <laughs> so I also would like to give a shout out to at I am G U Z I E. That's I am Guzzi, I hope. Uh, who she tweeted, when my physical therapist tells me to roll my hips forward, I think of look at Dustin every time. Your hips better roll. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> so shout out to all, everybody. Shout out to all you niggas in physical therapy <laughs> who hips is rolling. I didn't never think about it. The physical therapist started hip rolling. How many people must bust out laughing Ooh. during physical How therapy? How many people must bust out laughing during physical therapy <laughs> with their hips better roll? <laughs> physical Ooh. therapy is one medical pr- procedure or a situation where I believe this you should be able to smoke weed can you imagine how relaxing physical therapy would be if you, you could like smoke weed and, little, at the physical therapist so any of you hoes in Colorado that <laughs> go to physical therapy spark up in your physical therapist's office because I heard you can't get in trouble for it there and you know that's just, just make sure it's to the bring right people together now. make sure it's the right strain <laughs> don't hurt me 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 now don't. yes so that's all I got to say. You know, I just want to give a shout out to that. I, um, you know, I know that this is your shout out corner, so I don't mean to add to it. But I just want to give one little shout out. You know, like I'm calling it to the radio show. I just want to shout out my cousin, New New. Uh, Steen Fox, at yes. Steen Fox, for being the funniest Steen. bitch ever. I'm so sorry to do this to you. But when that Mary J. Blige shit hit, I'm so sorry. It's the funniest thing that I've seen since her crispy chicken incident. And... There's a picture of Mary J. Blige and Hillary Clinton holding hands, and it's going around the internet as a meme. And Steen Fox really came through with the win when she tweets this picture of Mary holding Hillary's hand, and it says, it had fresh lettuce and three cheeses. They never even gave it a chance. Thank you, Steen. That took me out at... I wish you could see that. <laughs> it just took me out instantly. Judas. <laughs> Blame Kid Fury. Judas. Blame Kid Fury. Judas, Judas, Judas. Judas. At least he didn't tag Judy. me in it. At least he didn't ask me about it and talk about it on the goddamn show in front of I didn't ask face. you about it, I, but I am talking Rude about it because it's disrespectful. It tickle, listen, and it ain't, it ain't tickle, it ain't nothing about it me. funny to me. 
Okay. That, that's I, I, I'm, I, see, I don't appreciate hey, this shit. I, I'm tired of you motherfuckers see, tagging me in it. I see I'm tired why you of all not, you niggas yeah, tagging me in videos of her dancing. Day. I don't. It's, Do you listen, know I didn't watch it the entire day? I don't bother y'all <laughs> about who y'all like and love. Don't bother me about Mary J. Blige because she can sing about. Uh, whatever she was singing about to Hillary Clinton, but she's still <laughs> a legend. She so still has a place in history, and she, she can do that. And that's just what it is. And I'm tired <laughs> of everybody mentioning it to me. I'm tired of it. There has been so many other funny things, and I just want everybody to know that everybody is on notice because I'm not holding right back anymore. From now on, I'm not respecting anybody's faves or personal favorites. <laughs> I'm talking shit. I've decided that since, and I, this goes for the multitude. The tidal wave of you bastards who have sent, who have tagged Ooh. me and sent me and mentioned me in those videos of Mary J. Blige and that stupid ass Caddy Dine girl dancing like Mary J. Blige. I'm that? tired of it. Somehow I'm tired, but I, let me stop because she is funny. And when she did that video of, of acting the way that the kids act on Maury, my mama can kiss my ass. Keep on. No, keep you on. Didn't. Keep on. Asante. I'm gonna have this show flagged. <laughs> keep on. Keep on. Keep on. Dustin gonna walk out. Yo, but I'm. So, it just took me out. So I just had to give seeing that shout out. And Kid Fury, you've given, you received a, a shout out as well. Now he lying. And, America, and the world, everybody. He's and, lying. And, he just wanted to talk shit about the video. And, no, he didn't want to give anybody a shout out. He I just wanted to laugh about the video. I absolutely have to give my last shout out to Patty LaHill for her. Just she's just a, a beautiful artist. Go look at Patty LaHill's Twitter. I'm I, I'm gonna retweet it again later. Don't worry about it. Oh my god. Well, let's start this off. He well, don't come on Twitter for nothing else. For nothing. But he'll show up to that, trash oh, my favorite singer. That, <laughs> it's not my fault. So nasty. It's not and my so fault. So rude. It is not my fault. You know and what? You know I love Mary you know too. What? You know I love Mary uh, too. Uh, 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 uh. Go away from me with this. We don't want your kind over here. You're not going right. to sit up and drag her through the mud well, and then try right. to come over talking about you love Mary. No, you don't. I do love okay? Mary. No, you don't. Yes, I do. No, you don't. You, don't. you didn't think that and you didn't say that. I know how you think. I know how you play the game. You didn't think that. You, know how you didn't J. think Blatt that. Plays the game? I sure do. Good. I'm glad you do. Have me so can you tell me tea. what the rest of the uh, the lyrics were on the iPad? Or what the words before if an officer stops you were? Because that, just the fact that they started right there was just real, like... All right, you guys. Today's episode of The Friend Zone is also brought to you by HBO's newest comedy series, Insecure. Now, we're really, really excited about this because it was created by, executive produced by and stars Issa Rae. We all know who Issa Rae is from the wildly successful web series The Misadventures of Awkward Black Girl, also from the best-selling New York Times novel The Misadventures of Awkward Black Girl. Her web content has garnered more than 25 million views and over 200,000 subscribers on YouTube. Issa has also made the Forbes 30 Under 30 list twice, and she won the 2012 Shorty Award for Best Web Show for awkward black girl we're really excited again about hbo's insecure it's shot in in and around south los angeles and it incorporates the music of both indie and established artists of color 
and touches on a variety of social and radical issues that relate to the contemporary black experience. This shit is about to be good, y'all. You don't want to miss out on the show. Tune in this Sunday, October 9th at 10.30 Eastern and Pacific for the series premiere of Insecure exclusively on HBO. Once again, this is created by, executive produced by, and starring Issa Rae. And it's launching its eight-episode season on Sunday, October 9th at 10.30 Eastern and Pacific, exclusively on HBO. Let's get back to the show. So on this week's show, we... so. At the end of last week's show, uh-huh. we started tapping into the conversation about no new friends or whether you should have new friends. And no with, old friends no. either. <laughs> Go ahead, friend. And within that conversation, the topic of being used mm-hmm. and that creating a you know a bit of an insecurity within friendships popped up. But being used isn't just within friendships. It happens in the office. Maybe your position is closer to the boss. So people, you know, be a little nicer to you to get what they need. Uh, maybe in school, you're the one that is the smartest in class and gets the best grades. People a little nicer to you to during test time. I mean, it's different reasons to be used. So we thought it would be interesting to bring up the conversation of being used. Maybe hopefully share some stories of times you were used or times you use someone if you want to be bold. But I thought it'd be cool to bring up the perspective that a friend of mine... Shout out to Love the Diosa on Twitter, who's also my homie named Diamond. And she was saying that being used is flattery because what it shows is it's a measure of your success. It's a measure of your contribution and your role. And the fact that you can be used just says that you have value and are worth something. That's why people want to use you. Mm. So she kind of flipped it. And I thought that was interesting. I never thought of it that way. I've always thought that being used was shady and just, like, awkward. You know, I'd rather you just tell me straight up what it is that you're coming into my space for Mm -hmm. and give me the option of participating or not. Um, So I've never viewed it that way, but I did think you guys know how I am about perspective. I thought it was interesting that she views it that way, and it made me kind of open my mind. So I wanted to open the conversation to Dustin and Asante, but before we do that, I wanted to read... A quote, because actually Kanye apparently had his, he had a book. Man, I love Kanye. <laughs> he had a book. And in his book um, that was called Thank You and You're Welcome. This he, is Kanye West's book? Yeah. When did it come out? I'm sorry. Do you have that? Um, I just, I, I had no idea that he dropped a book. I don't see the date. It's fine. I'll look at it in my own time. <laughs> right? Go on, go on. So one of Kanye's favorite philosophies in the book is on getting used. And he says, get used to getting used. To use someone is necessary. What's negative is to misuse, overuse, or abuse somebody. But to use is necessary. And if you can't get used, then you're useless. Mm. And that was his advice on the entrepreneurial journey. So I thought, hmm. Mm. What do y'all think of that? Do you think it's flattery to be used? Do you think it's a measure of your success? Only sexually. (laughs) But other than that, no, I don't think it's flattery. I think it's actually the most insulting thing ever. Mm -hmm. And I think that people get used every day, and it just happens on, like, large scales, right? I think, like, Donald Trump is using every single, um, let's see, barefoot, balding, um, portly, uh, short nail bed, uh, short yellow teeth, 
um, um, fused nostrils. You know what I'm saying? All of those white, all of those 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 rural white people who have all that racist energy and hate inside of them. They're so stupid, and Donald Trump knows that they're stupid, and so he is rallying them up and trying to unite them to try to get some momentum and some numbers behind him. And they're so dumb, they don't even realize that he's using their dumb asses because nine times out of ten, they can't do fractions, they can't multiply, forget about long division. Like, it's just, they're just out there, and all they know is that they're sick and tired of the blacks and the colored, <laughs> and, you know, they think it's their ray getting above they raising you know that's how they feel and right. so once he sparks all that up he's using them i think the media is using colin kaepernick they're using colin i don't even think that colin kaepernick kneeling for the national anthem started off as him protesting like what's going on in america i think that they were having a conversation in the locker room and i think that colin kaepernick has always tried to prove that he was black you know what i'm saying because mm-hmm. he was important to him and i think that they add they kept telling him he wasn't black and he was like i'm telling you i'm black and they was like nigga you don't even get ashy and he was like what watch this and he put his knee on the ground and all the cameras went <laughs> oh off and i think that's where that came from i don't so even think it was ashy. about that you know but now they've <laughs> used him and so now he sparked this whole national on conversation. He's on the cover of, everything. The, cover of mm-hmm. everything. the media is using Colin Kaepernick. Does it work in his benefit? Absolutely, because his intentions are pure. And so he he wants his message to be broadcast to everybody that he can. But they're using him to distract them and to also distract everybody and also to absolve them from the responsibility of reporting the truth of what's going on right now. Like when you have video clips of the police dropping guns out of nowhere next to people that they've already shot and killed, they don't want to talk about that. They'd rather talk about Colin Kaepernick and call him disrespectful and non-patriotic and all of those other things when really he just wanted them in the locker room to know he could get ashy and he was black too. Mm. So that's how I feel about using people. Asante. <laughs> I hate to be on the fence here like I always am, but when I think about just being used and what it means, I feel like people are being used every day in large ways and small ways. It's just a matter of, it's almost like a question every time it happens, like, do you want to be used? And it's like, if you hear yes or no, it's like, you have to figure out why. And it might be a subconscious thing because you might not realize you're being used, but at the same time, um, I hate that there's that negative connotation behind opportunists. But a lot of the time, people allow opportunists to get away with things because they benefit from it, too. So that kind of makes you an opportunist as well. You know, we just always look for these situations that are going to benefit us. And just because it's not malicious doesn't mean that it's not, you know, using, you know. And I feel like people kind of miss that. I think there are certain instances where, um, I don't know, a boundary might be different or a moral might be different from someone else's. And then they might feel used or I feel like it's just this weird scale and what it means to somebody to be used. Because for me, being used can be bad. It's bad when I'm at work. I get kept late at work. I get asked to come in early at work. I'm being used at work because I'm a good employee. Like, you know, oh, well, we want you to stay late. And I'm like, hell no, I got somewhere to be. But it's like when you have other people, and not to say that I'm the best motherfucker up in there, but like, you know, certain people are good at certain things. And it's like, you know, if you got a dining room full of people that are going to respond to one person better than the other because he's going to sell the more, you're going to want to keep that person on the floor versus someone that ain't going to make you no money or they're going to drop all your shit and waste your money the whole time. And at that point, I'm making money, so at least I'm glad to be used. But at the same time, if it doesn't benefit me because it's taken away from time somewhere else, then I'm not being used. And I'm looking at that as a negative situation, whereas in any other time, it might be a good one. So it's just one of those coins for me. Like, I just hate looking at both sides of it because whenever I see that bad, I do see that little light of it too. Like, you know, I am being used, but this might help me out. So I'm going to go ahead and do it, you know? 
I mean, I, I don't know. I think <clears throat> people use each other in different ways. Like, right. um, you know, like even let's say when we were putting this show together, there's a, a an idea of, you know, we can use Dustin because we know he brings the humor. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. You use me because you know that I can bring a certain type of content that we can delve into. We use you for your relatability. You know, like, so everyone kind of has a skill set or, or something they bring to the table that can be used. In the literal sense of the word. In the literal sense. Like, for purpose. You right. know? So in that sense, I get it. You know, when it when there's an intention and it's clear, like, hey, we need you for X, Y, and Z because we're trying to get this done. That's fine. But the part where I don't find it f- flattering is when you pretend that you're just trying to be cool. You know, like people that just want to be close to you or around you. And really ain't got nowhere to stay. <laughs> but they really have an intention. You know, like becoming your friend is calculated. Yeah, but you, I, thankfully, you know, we all have gifts and things and, you know. <laughs> oh, God. Things that we were given. And God has given me a gift of discernment. Mm-hmm. And I can see it coming a mile fucking away. So you've never been... I was going to say trumped, but I know you don't want to use that word. I, I don't even. <laughs> no eyeballs. Remove it. <laughs> Remove it from the dictionary. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, people have made attempts to do that kind of shit. And I just see it happening before it even starts. You and catch so, it every time? Mm-hmm. Damn. When I just start acting real funny. Because what you want to do, if we talk about it, I'm going to have to tell you why. And you definitely don't want to have that conversation because you don't want to be accountable. So it's really a cool place to be in, right? When you see it and you know what a motherfucker is about before they even start, and you be like, mm-mm, no thank you, I'm done, I'm cool on that. And then they start wondering why and whatever or what happens, but they never want to really confront it with you because they know that they'll have be then forced to be accountable for what they did, and they don't want to do that. So they rather find another way to try to antagonize you or whatever like that. But I always see it happening ahead of time. But do you? But what about the part about about it being a measure of success? Okay, I think that's a great. Um, <clears throat> I think that's a great way of looking at it. And I, I, when you, quite literally, yeah, you have to have something of value or be able to be a benefit it. to someone in order for someone to use you. So you literally have to have a certain um, measure of success or a certain amount of success, I guess, or influence or power in order to be of aid to someone. So quite naturally, you would have to be, you know, great, I guess. Or either really good looking because that's influence too. True. Yeah. Right? Have you ever used someone? All the time. All the time? All the time. Really? That's honest. (laughs) Honestly, I feel like I have this, uh, I I have an older sister. I have a couple sisters, but I still have this, like, only child syndrome in my head. And so I've always just kind of had trouble connecting with people. And because of that, I've, um, <laughs> I'm trying to think of like the, the coolest way. To, I'm trying to think of like the, the not weirdest way to say this shit. I've just always had trouble connecting with other people. So what I do is I figure out ways of connecting with them. And so it's almost like I'm using them. Um, every time I meet somebody, even if it's somebody I don't think that I'm going to like or I don't care about or I might not talk to it ever again, I kind of try to like do a story in my head, almost um, reminiscent of these like acting exercises we did in high school. 
So whenever I, like, even with my friends, even remember I told you that sometimes, like, I'll do shit for my friends or with my friends to make sure that we need each other, like how I'll have shit sent to Crystal's house so I have a reason to see her and shit like that. <laughs> I, um, I do stuff like that to make these connections, but it's because we as people need these connections. Like when someone in the comments last week said, you need uh, to meet as many people as possible or you need to make new friends, you know, so you can uh, excel in life. So I feel like I'm always using people in the sense of, I'm always trying to use the way things go to better myself. Like I, I, I hate getting into it with people and um, trying to do shit that's gonna benefit uh, benefit them and not the entire situation. So it's almost like a cop out. So because I'm using that cop out, I'm pretty much using everyone, using everyone around me, pretty much. For ninja there you training. are, absolutely. I hear that. Do you ever find that you? are drawn to power like do you will you get closer to someone based on their status do you ever notice that about yourself or no no not me <laughs> I'm, I'm that's like a huge turn off for me i like all of my interactions to be like natural and real where you don't care what they do or... no yeah you know what i'm saying now if we're talking about a business relationship of course you want to align yourself with people who can help you to get where you want to be. You know what? That's business. That's not like a personal relationship or a friendship or something like that. So, no. But do you think that's an element of using, even in business? Like, I'm aligning with you because I know you could help me somehow. Not when we all know that that's what we're doing. Like, we literally right. have set up the conversation because I do what I do and you do what you do. And so now let's sit down and talk about what we can do together. Right. You get what I'm saying? Right. Almost like a barter system. Right. Mm -hmm. And so now if we're talking about having charisma and finesse when it comes to negotiating or something like that, absolutely. And I don't really feel like you, people should be ashamed of that. Right. Like, you have to have that type of savvy, I guess, in order to, like, close certain deals. Um, but I don't really think that's like using. That would be more like manipulation, I guess, if you wanted to term it anything. Right. But I don't. I just don't feel like it's ever okay to say, I'm going to take advantage of this person for this reason, and that's why I'm going to interact with them. That, to me, is what using someone is. Right. Now, I completely understand and agree with what you're saying as far as we all have, we all find a purpose for people or whatever in our lives, and we, I guess... Um, use them you know as such for whatever but i don't i just for me i just think about the negative shit automatically and i don't think that's ever cool like ever 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 yeah mm. i see my the friends around me and i notice pretty much all of them are highly successful so when i was thinking about this conversation i was like what is it that drew me to them even though a lot of them i was friends with before the success hit so it's a little bit different um, but I do notice they're all just doing really well. And I love that feeling. And it doesn't mean that if you're not doing well, because, you know, someone actually tweeted that to me, which I thought was interesting. They said um, one of the things they struggle with is that a lot of the people they're drawn to are successful and they're not. So they feel hesitant trying to befriend them because they don't want the people to feel that that there's an intention of using them. Mm -hmm. So they said that that's the weird part that starts happening with different levels of success and trying to create these connections because, you know, there's always that that um, insecurity of, like, why are you trying to be my friend? Mm -hmm. And I was actually happy he sent me that, too, because it kind of, you know, opened my mind, too, that, you know, not everyone is, is viewing you as a chess move. You can't, 
you can't view every connection and situation that way because he seemed pretty genuine in his tweets. Um, but it also made me think about all the people around me. And I do love that everyone's doing all these amazing things because it's inspiring for me. It's not so much like a chess move for me. Like, oh, well, if Cheska's doing this and right. mine's doing this, then I know I'm good on these ends. Right. It's more so... I love that when we talk to each other, they're doing so much that it reminds me, like, friend, keep going. You know what I mean? Like, there's no ceiling. Like, all your friends are pushing in their different directions, and you got to keep going. And it's just, it's a nice feeling. You know, I'd rather talk about that than anything when we, when we like, get up with each other. And it keeps me going and knowing, like, oh, shit, look at all these opportunities. You know, like, it just opens my mind to realizing that we're all pretty unlimited. So I don't chase success either mm-hmm. when it comes to friendships. But I will say that it is nice that mm-hmm. all my friends are doing great because it's just a good feeling. It's because you're doing it. You're the glue, you know. <laughs> you, you just come along and be like, hey, you're my friend, so you can do well. That's why people want to be your friend. <laughs> I mean, that's cool, too. But like I said, I agree with Dustin with the whole, like, just don't misuse it. And don't become my friend with that calculation already in your head. Right. It's not going to go anywhere. Yeah, it just doesn't feel good because it always comes out in the end somehow. Somehow it always comes to light that that was your intention all along, you know, because eventually maybe you'll get what it is that you wanted and then you fall back or something happens and then it's just like, oh, wait a minute, you know, and that's just not, you don't want to be that person and you don't want to do that to people. Because it doesn't work, especially in business. You never want to burn those kinds of bridges. That's right. You know, and your reputation as a business person, even though I hate the word reputation, I think it's kind of lame. But in business, it does matter. You know, relationships, rapport, all that matters. Yes. Word of mouth, like all of that matters. Scent of breath. (laughs) All of that matters. (laughs) Roll of hips. All of that matters. <laughs> so I thought it was a really interesting thing that even Kanye in his book was saying, if you can't be used, you're useless. Well, let me call that nigga and ask him for some money then. <laughs> <laughs> so he don't feel bad about himself. <laughs> okay. And I even saw tax, actually. That's, yo, the collective consciousness is so funny because I was already thinking about this topic and then tax was tweeting about it a couple days ago. Shout out to tax stone. Right? Be safe, though. The beloved. He yeah. was saying, you know, that you have to get used to being used. Yeah. He was like, it's, it's good. It's a good thing. The more we use each other, the higher up we are pushing and striving for and getting so I thought okay you know maybe I'm just looking at it from a different way but so what kind of takeaway would you guys have for those that are wondering you know whether they're at work at school whatever their career might be that they don't want to get too close to people because they don't want to be used or maybe should they start thinking hmm I'm valuable as hell that's why I'm being used and it's all good what's the takeaway for y'all well be smart now I think that that school of thought is only for people that can afford it and, um, you know, most of us are broke. So nobody has time to just be willfully being used. <laughs> I think that, <coughs> excuse me, I'm getting my Hillary on. I think that um, you should wake up and pay attention. And if you find yourself being used, remove whatever is using you out of your life. Mm. Um, if you find that you can help someone, help someone. If you find somebody is using, here, okay, so here's it. If you find that somebody's using you, give it one shot to say, you know what, I'm going to figure out how to package this and approach them where I can offer them this help so that they don't have to disrespectfully keep trying to use me. And if they still keep trying to use you, then that's when you go ahead and put, you know, get physically violent. 
but <laughs> try like, to do the right thing know? first. <laughs> what about you, Asante? Um, ain't nobody trying to use me. That's why I'm up here just using everybody else. So you know, if you if you on the end where ain't nobody trying to use you, just use everybody. No, I'm just playing. That would be some real ancient advice to give people. <laughs> I mean, um, it'd be real. <laughs> I mean, there is somebody out there that is just like using everybody else, and that's fine. But uh, I mean, that's not fine. But if you are being used and you realize that you're being used, see if you have been benefiting from the situation and figure out if you are actually being used. Because I always have to ponder that to myself. Like, if I meet myself in a situation, like, am I being used right now? Like, am I? I've been feeling used because I'm not benefiting from this anymore. Was I ever benefiting from it? How do I feel like I'm being used? I always just go down those those questions. And if I feel like you're using me or somebody's using you, it doesn't mean that you're successful. It does mean that you are doing something right because you are attracting people. You know, you 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 have people of, of a mind that see what you're doing and they you're connecting. That's what that means. I hate I hate that whole like uh you ain't doing nothing right unless you got haters type thing. Oh, but gosh. if someone is trying to use you, I can see the whole thing behind it about, you know, obviously you're doing something right. But let that be inspiration not for you to keep going for someone else to try to use you, but let that just speak to the work that you've been doing and close off that path to them other people and put that into your work. Okay? Don't let them use you no more unless you are benefiting from it. Then keep letting them use you and keep benefiting from it then everybody wins. Opportunist. <laughs> the only one that I would say is is super dangerous is when people are using you emotionally, which is usually in the in the realm of relationships cuz that can be a distraction and a hindrance to where you're trying to go. But in business, usually people are using each other to get what they need where they need to get as long as you don't you're not um holding yourself back because you're helping everyone and their mom. <laughs> And not focusing on self, you know, that is when it becomes a problem. But if you have to remember that you're the source, you're the source that's getting used. Think of it as a well. People can come and take water all day long, but at the end of the day, you are the well. And you was thirsty. <laughs> if they came and taking your water at the end of the day, they all they asked was thirsty. <laughs> they were thirsty, but you're the source, that's which right. means you're infinite. And you will always provide for self, number one. And you just don't don't ever, like, that's why I always tell myself when I start getting nervous about being used and I have to kind of check myself and be like, Fran, you're always going to keep creating. And even if someone takes, that's a really unfortunate lifestyle because that means they're always on the chase. And mm-hmm. dumb. They can't figure it out on their own. I yeah. was just going to say to you, because the well, you know, you are the well, but you can fill yourself back up, huh? Yeah, because you're infinite. Absolutely. You know, and, and I think I'd much rather be the innovator than the chaser. Hello, Come somebody. On. So <laughs> if you if you choose to chase, then so be it. But at least I'm on this side of the gate, and I'm totally comfortable being that. And I will, cre- you know, continue to create. One thing as a creator, too, you'll be uh, copied a lot. You know, people will copy you down to your words, to your style. To, I mean, it never fails. It and they never... always do such a bad job at it. <laughs> it's been times when I've, like, worn shit and noticed that people have started, like, wearing the same type of thing. But the execution to take is pictures so the poor same way. <laughs> that, like, you just can't, you just be like, bless them. <laughs> Let them do what they're going to do. You know what I'm saying? Because ultimately it's all about being an individual and it's all about, like, making the clothing evoke some sort of feeling or emotion and you could never do that so i don't um so i don't um i just don't agree with that so the moral of the story is fret not 
<laughs> you yeah. always be all good. Just keep being you. So let's just move on, you guys. Let's move on to this week's wellness segment. <laughs> Is that the winter version? So, um, fall. It's officially fall. September twenty mm. second. That was what last Thursday, I believe. Yes. Right. Literally. So Mercury is finally done retrograding them papers. Oh yeah, we're good oh, now. Praise the Lord. <laughs> oh, I felt it. Oh, I felt it. But you know, this is usually the time when people are purging uh, clothing that they don't wear, cleaning out, do that nice deep cleanse that we always talk about every couple of seasons. We say, you know, what do we say? Clear out that. Uh, that salad dressing that has the brown ring around the <laughs> neck. Change the light bulbs. Get a new box of baking soda. Right. Take out that that janky box of baking soda in the back of the fridge. Melt so, the freezer. Wipe it down real good. Right. That drawer you just been pulling stuff out of. Fold it up. And wipe the uh, the salt and pepper out of the 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 condiments in the cabinet if you be leaving <laughs> that open and stuff. Sometimes people have that. You grab some. <laughs> match your panties with your bra. Get your shit together. Right. So this is a time for that type of attention to detail and really cleansing. So I wanted to talk to you guys about um, this wood that I use. It's called Palo Santo, right? And it mm. comes from a tree um, on the coast of South America. And the, the literal name of the wood is Holy Wood. And it's used... <laughs> oh, God. Too easy. I really didn't want to laugh Too at that. Too easy. I, I didn't. I promise. I see I that's didn't. about to be Dustin's new AKA. Oh, uh-huh. getting it on a jacket. You hear me? I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get a formation tour jacket a and have, yeah, yeah. have an airbrush on the bottom. Yes. <laughs> Y'all is so funny. So what Palo Santo does, it's actually used usually like once you burn it, very similar to incense. But like I said, it's it's smaller pieces of like actual wood. It's usually used for relieving common colds and flu symptoms, stress, asthma, headaches, anxiety, depression, inflammation, and even emotional issues. So it's really aromatherapy. And I really love it because it has like... You know, people usually burn sage, but sage is a really overwhelming scent. And especially being in New York, our apartments are but so big. Right. (laughs) When you burn sage, it can be, um, like I said, it could just be overwhelming. What I like about Palo Santo is that it's, it's more of a, it's a lighter mint citrusy wood smell that I think is really nice for fall. It mm, reminds you of fall. Citrusy wood smell? Yeah, and it's, a, mm, it's that mint. Good. That sounds good. It's fresh. Like it's, body wash. Mm. <laughs> right, it has a very fresh... So it's fresh, like invigorating. Like imagine walking through South America, like through the Amazon and the trees. Like it just has a very fresh out in the open scent. Ooh, okay. So what it does is because of that fresh scent, it ha- it naturally just raises your vibration when you burn it. Really? Yeah, like it just takes you out of a funk. And there are a lot of different things that can raise your vibration. We've discussed on the show before, the selenite yeah. crystal, you know, the wand, you can kind of wave it around above your head, you know, when you wake up or even before going to sleep. Then, of course, like I said, there's sage. But I like Palo Santo because... I just grew up around it. Like, my grandma used it a lot. Um, when you walk past the botanicas, you know, in Washington Heights or Spanish Harlem and those, even just in regular parts of Harlem, you'll see the botanicas on the corner and it always smells like Palo Santo. So it's just a smell that is brings a bit of a hood nostalgia <laughs> 
to me. Now, I see. okay, I like where we're going, hood nostalgia. Mm-hmm. Now, is this... Uh, th- this is a, a what a, a a candle you burn is a smudge you burn. How, no, what forms does it come in? It's literally oh, wood, okay. like cool, sticks. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, oh, nice. wooden sticks, and you can buy it in the essential oil form as well too, if you prefer oils. Mm. Yeah, so you can get that obviously on Amazon, Whole Foods, and wherever yeah. they sell essential oils. Now, does this scent cover other scents? Wink. Oh, wink. um, what I kind think of other scents? <laughs> Scents similar to that of uh, patchouli. Oh yeah, those yeah. Does it? I mean, <laughs> it could, but it's very fresh, so it might actually blend more than cover. If Let's you know. ask Juliana Rancic. <laughs> <laughs> Since you know so much about patchouli, bitch, <laughs> do it cover. <laughs> Okay. I mean, you can ask. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I, was go about ahead. To go. I just feel like we brings people together sometimes. Absolutely. Like I am a firm believer that when they wrote the Ten Commandments, they was getting high. I think that they was like smoking some weed, <laughs> and somebody was like, and, and, and another thing, <laughs> thou shalt not write. Hey, write this down. And I think that's where like the Ten Commandments <laughs> came from. I think they was getting high. <laughs> go ahead, friend. <laughs> And, and Sante, and put this on there, Sante, in hey. all caps. <laughs> Thou shalt not. I think that's hey, how it hey, happened. Hey, pass me the pen. I need you to roll another I one. I think that's how it happened. Go ahead, Fran. I'm sorry. Oh, my God. So, for generations, medicine people. It really was people... 11. Sorry, Fran. Go ahead. <laughs> we going to get through this. Ooh. I had to ask the questions now. For generations, medicine people, the Incas, and lots of other tribal people from around the world have used it for healing. So I kind of love that it goes way back to (laughs) all the way back to our ancestors because you feel connected. You know, you feel like you're doing a ritual. That I do goes, be feeling connected and like I'm doing a ritual. I'm sorry, goes, go ahead and finish. That goes way beyond, you know, yourself today. So I always love things like that. And the tree lives for up to 90 years, and then they allow it to lie dead for four years before the wood is even harvested for oh, these wow. rituals. Yeah, so that's where the spiritual and healing properties come in because um, it's, you know, allowed to marinate for four years and right outside in the beautiful nature. So Whoa. I think it's really awesome. That's when it transforms and gains all of its sacred That's properties. That's why sending your vibrations high. Yeah, it's really, listen, it enhances creativity. And the oil is often used in massage therapy to relieve pain and joints and muscles, mm. muscle aches, um, relieve skin conditions. So if you have skin conditions and you're making, you know, in the fall and the winters when people start making their... Do it yourself, butter mixtures, y'all know how I do on YouTube. So this is definitely Palo Santo is an essential oil. I would love for you to start doing research and looking into and maybe adding to your concoctions for eczema. Um, it even has anti-cancer effects. It helps raise the immune system. I mean, endless, endless. So that's just something I wanted to throw out there for those of you. Oh, and I brought it up um, in conjunction with the idea of cleansing your house because since it raises the vibration when you start cleaning off those shelves and moving your closet around, it's nice to kind of burn it around the house and just kind of get cleansing the energy of old things that may have been in your house, maybe old people that may have been in your house. You want to clear all that out before moving <laughs> into the new phase of <laughs> the season. I'm going to start coughing my like, <laughs> like. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you need to clear out, even if it's old thoughts, you know, it doesn't even have to be people. T-H-O-T-S? Not those thoughts. Literal. Okay, okay. <laughs> so something 
I wanted to throw into your world that you should definitely look into. Like I said, there are tons of ways to clear the air and cleanse. There's Florida water. You know, you see those at the bodega. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but but this one, for whatever reason, is the one that called out to me. And I know it's because the scent is just, it's cool. It's chill. And it smells really nice. So check it out. That's that for this week's wellness segment. And I hope you guys find it useful. If you've used Palo Santo, I'd love to hear your thoughts in the comments. Because, you know, hearing your direct uh, experiences with everything we mentioned is always super fun. So let's jump mm. into... So it's okay to use Paulo Santo, but you can't <laughs> use no button. No, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. <laughs> I mean, hey, that's what the wood is for, to be used. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> this is like that Glossier ad. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! All right, so with, with that being said, <laughs> What's this segment called this week, Dustin? <laughs> this segment this week is called um, Jackie Christie. Let me have a word with you. <laughs> oh, no. Jackie Christie, let me have a word with you. <laughs> I got some things to say, and we got something to go through. Because I could talk about a lot of things this week in a reality lot. television. I could talk about a lot of things it in was scripted a lot of television. This week. A lot. It was so much. But the one thing that I have decided to devote this entire segment to is the fact that Jackie Marie Christie, Doug Christie's wife, decided that it was okay to get her, literally get her ass on national television, okay? Hike it up in the air and get a colonic for us all to see. What? Not yes. only, not only. Did, I mean, colonics are great. Not, okay. but not like Usher style. Okay, but like, on TV. And we did they and show Jackie Christie. Yeah, they the showed the tube. <laughs> you saw her shit on TV. Are you being serious? No, I always knew that Jackie Christie was full of shit. <laughs> but this was the confirmation that we all didn't need. She literally put her shit out there for, for us all to see. see. I don't understand why wow. we right. had to go through that shit. Why? You know what I'm it's saying? It's bad enough she yells about being sexually active. Like, that's great that you're married and you're sexually active, but we don't want to hear about you getting pounded. It's like, oh, I love it rough. But I- why does she do this? Was it like a health segment? Mm-mm. No, Jackie's they don't even do a wellness segment. <laughs> <laughs> she did a hellness segment. It, 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 it would have made was. sense if it was that. You know, hi, I'm Jackie Christie, and I'm off my rocker. Right, so like, is she going through, bit, like, some nah. health problem? And well, it was she did way say, of... I forgot why she said she was getting it, but somebody did say, you need to get a colonic during one of the episodes, and she mm-hmm. wasn't feeling that. And so wow. she actually went and got it. They TV had her colonic thing hooked up to one. Like, it was a van outside, like a full-size like van. Like the FBI van. No. It was a big van. Like, a, like think of like a Stanley Steamer van. Like, it was a big van. And that, that's what, like, the tubes and cords was coming from. Think of the and end. it looked like duct work. You know, like, heating and cooling. Like, that's what the tube looked yeah. like. That they that all this shit was flying out at record speed. Like, I had never <laughs> seen that much poop in my life. Imagine oh my God, imagine those stop. NYPD mobile command unit centers. Like, yeah, her with shit the lights was going on through it. those. With the lights that be on the corner, that was just that's what the colonic machine looked like for Jackie yeah, Christie. And her shit went through that. You watched her shit shoot through the tube. Mm. Oh. The machine took gas, <laughs> like gasoline, like from the gas station. That's what they had to put in the machine no, to that, do her colonic. For for Jackie Crystal, it definitely looked too diesel. Crystal. 
Yeah, it, I just can't believe easy. that she said made us sit through that. Jackie, you put us through so much over the years. You've made us watch your your relationships with your daughters. You've made us watch, you know, you getting into it with everybody. You've made us watch you talk about sex with Doug. You've made us watch you kiss. You've made us watch you get married in a gay club. You've made us watch so many things. But looking at you literally, get your ass, your literal ass up on national TV and get a colonic, that's where I draw the line. <laughs> Okay, I'm sorry. I don't want to see that shit. Literally, nope. Nope. I don't. And I and and fuck you for doing that yep. to us, cause that was just straight up rude and nasty. And I don't even want to talk about it. I don't even want to talk about it. I don't even want to say nothing. Okay, I'm done. That's right. <laughs> we can move on. But the only other thing I want to say is Empire was so good this week. Oh, I'm so was... glad Empire is back. Oh, I missed it. It was so good this week. And um, you guys probably obviously don't watch it because you missed it. But I only watched the first season. Well, also. this season was What season is it three. on? Wow. Yeah. And it was really good. I I, I'm that. behind on Atlanta Empire. and Queen Sugar. So mm-hmm. I'm I caught up on Atlanta Queen Sugar I missed out on. Because Basketball Wives decided to do two episodes. I was like, damn, I was behind. The day I thought I was going to catch up on one, or I was going to watch one again because it made me laugh so hard. They had another one out. I was like, damn. Wait, did you watch Atlanta? Yes. Oh, yeah. So we're not going to talk about Atlanta? No, I don't have anything to say. (laughs) Jackie Christie has really taken everything I had. And I can't believe it. I just feel like we need to mourn. I feel like we need to... Do you have any of that? Um, um, Basaluda. What is it called? (laughs) Boucher Boucher Lil Boosie What is it called? Palo Santo Palo Santo Cletus John Right But do you have any? Do you have some by chance? (laughs) Because we need it Because I'm just over Jackie Christie So we'll we'll reconvene on everything else next week I just, you know When Sustin gets this Once I settle down Like Jackie did She she got got everything out of her her damn system There we are Because that I'm still scarred my damn self I'm just Glad that I was not eating when that happened. Ugh. Because normally I'm like... I can't believe it's on TV. That's amazing. Normally I watch Basketball Wives LA and all the uh, trash because it makes me laugh. So I'll be high as hell when I watch. So I always like get high and get something to eat sometimes. But sometimes I don't eat because I'm going to laugh so damn hard. And I knew Jackie was going to be crazy. But I didn't know she was going to be so crass. She put the ass in the crass. Did you see her actual butt cheeks? No, thank Uh, God. No. Like counts as (laughs) 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 Yes, uh, you saw Jackie's ass. You saw the side of her ass cheek. Can I just say this? Dustin tweeted (laughs) a still shot. Of Countess' ass cheeks and sent it to Do- to Donald Trump. <laughs> and he deserved it. <laughs> he deserved it. <laughs> now you want you want to talk about uh, playing with fire? Let's talk about the debate. <laughs> no, let's well, talk about the I, debate. I didn't watch the debate. Oh I my god, either. I watched. And so let me just say that I have never in my life. It was literally like being in the twilight zone, and I I, I could not believe that Donald Trump had made such a mockery of being the president of the United States in general. Seeing him on that stage, it really made you realize that, A, he's totally not, which we already knew this, he's totally not prepared to lead anybody doing anything. Melania looked like she was going to the club. Um, all, he got like a whole bunch of sons and they all look like they bite their fingernails and swallow the, the clippings. I'm just, they were awful. He has absolutely no 
knowledge, no skills as a politician whatsoever. And Hillary made a very good point when she said that skills in entertainment doesn't it always doesn't transition into being as politician and skilled as a politician. So it was just a mockery. It was awful. Mm-hmm. Hillary had on a red pantsuit and some um you know, a little patty melt, kitten heels, you know what I'm saying? I saw and the tweets. People yeah. were like, kitten heels. Those I did see. But because of the election, I would also like to say Will and Grace. Did y'all see that? No. Did you ever watch Will and Grace? No. Man, for all the Will and Grace fans out there, I know somebody's listening. Uh, they, you know, have obviously been off air forever now. But they came back and filmed an episode, like a, a little nine-minute segment uh, about the the election. And it's just funny as hell what? to watch. Yeah, it's funny as hell like to watch. Like in character? Will, Grace, Jack, and Karen all look exactly the same. Well, like, you know, the 2016 version of themselves in that apartment updated and shit. Making current ass jokes. That's uh, so random. So random, but so on point and so funny. They still have it. If they brought that show back, I would probably watch again. Like, that's how funny it was then. And the fact that they could still hit those marks today, like, there is something great to be said about that. Shout out to Netflix. So, you know, pick that up unless y'all got something special in the works. And that's why y'all did that for us. <laughs> this week's episode of The Friend Zone is also brought to you by ModCloth. It's the fun and friendly spot for style and decor that's as expressive and as unique as you are. Inspired by the feedback from their dedicated community, Mod Cloth's exclusive line of apparel is available in a full range of sizes because they believe fashion is for everybody and everybody. Okay? You'll find anything but ordinary dresses, tops, bottoms, shoes, bridal styles, outerwear, and home decor. So that means you can get a little bit of everything about this piece, all right? Their statement prints, bold colors, distinctive designs, and vintage-inspired looks add uncommon and unexpected flavor to every moment of your day. Make sure you use their free mod stylist service for dedicated one-on-one sizing and fit tips and personalized styling support. You can shop their latest collection and find your new fall favorites right now. Do yourself a favor. Go to modcloth.com and enter promo code FRIEND at checkout to get $20 off an order of $100 or more. So if you spend $100 or anything above that, you're getting $20 off. That's M-O-D-C-L-O-T-H.com. Promo code FRIEND and you get $20 off your order of $100 or more. Make every day extraordinary with Mod Cloth. Let's do it. So, Mr. Music Man. I'm the music man. <laughs> what do you have for us this week? Okay. So, uh, I'm going to make this really quick because I do want to get to the question, and we have a Black Business article that I want to share as well. <clears throat> For the Music Man segment, uh, I was going to break it up, and, you know, one week I was going to do mentions, another week it's going to be an icebreaker still, so you guys can participate. I'm going to mention some more people this week because you guys enjoyed so many of the recommendations last week. A lot of people really got into the medicine in Masego, which I was trying to tell them about that pink polo. Glad y'all are on it now. You're up to date with us. Um, As Dustin actually brought up earlier... Ty Dolla Sign just dropped a new project. There are some gems on there. You know, he had to go on and work with your boy Travis Scott that I like, so I have to shout them out. And um, and my fave, James Fauntleroy. And James Fauntleroy is on there. Have you heard the album? No. There are some tracks on there. I hate to be a bird, but Zaddy's probably my number one as of right now. But there are, uh, oh, the Migos track on there as well. Um, shout out to all of them motherfuckers on there, because, you know, Migos, you know, since we were talking about Atlanta, they were on there. Um... My second block is going to go to Kevin Abstract. You all should check out Kevin Abstract's new video. Um, he has a... He, yeah, that video <laughs> was <laughs> something. Uh, 
I can't really explain to y'all who Kevin Abstract is. He had a project before called MTV 1987, and I just remembered hearing it because of the one. He has a song on there called Drugs, and on the other end of Drugs, um, he does a really cool cover of Cassie's Me and You, and the way that he flips it is really cool. It's really, really cool. Really, really dope artist, uh, really dope visionary. The video is called Empty, or the song is called Empty that you have to watch the video for. So watch that video. Let me know what you think about it, just because I want to see your opinions on um, this really cool visual. People don't give us cool visuals anymore nowadays, so I shout that out and um lastly i'm gonna make this one really really quick ro james had to shout out the ro james i've shouted him out before he's so dope i, I just wanted you guys to if you haven't listened to well, he has a, a new project out or his last project there are tracks from there permission you need to listen to you already knew that which you already knew that if you listen to it. you already knew <laughs> you already knew that right there um, and shout out to Keith White, his manager, who I've been friends with for a long time. He's awesome. Aww. Shout out to Keith White. Right. Go back and listen. If you've listened to Ronnie James from this uh, latest project, go back and listen to Pledge Allegiance. And and, and the Creep cover. That's Not how... you, Colin. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not you, Colin. But the Creep cover. If you're in the Radiohead and you like um, R&B folks doing really cool alternative covers, Ro James is your guy, and then he does really cool soul music, radio and he could just do a little shit. bit of everything. <laughs> when that was a radio head. <laughs> um, and that's it. That's all I'm going to give y'all this week. I was going to give y'all another one, but I'll save her for another week, my little gym in there. Oh, and I would have to shout out BJ, the Chicago kid who I saw performing. BJ, the Chicago so kid. On Sunday, he was performing um, at Issa Rae's screening for her new show, Insecure, Ooh. on HBO, and he did amazing I, I was my first time seeing him live and he killed it he sounded exactly like his record so yeah. that made me have exactly like wow. i love when that happens and you know he he's like outside on the street performing no acoustics nothing it was just him raw raw voice and he sounded amazing that's hot yeah so that was really dope so don't forget to tweet me with you guys uh, with your favorites and things that you like. Also, hashtag the friend zone and some of these artists' things when you check them out. I hate to be annoying, but, you know, just let people know who sent you or where you're coming from so they can find us and be like, damn, you know who telling people about me? I was in my bed asleep. <laughs> or I was on tour. One of the two. <laughs> so that's your Music Man segment for this week. I'm going to jump right on over to the Black Business segment. <clears throat> and this week I'm actually going to do uh, a Black Business highlight. I found this article. Um, it's on NorthJersey.com. Uh, they're part of USAToday.com. Uh, this article is back from August, but it basically is talking about, it's basically discussing, you know, the climate of having a black-owned business and people taking into, uh, <clears throat> basically trying to find those markets to sell to and how to keep that support. Because I, I feel like as a black business owner, whenever you're trying to find people to buy black, or as a black person, when you're trying to find black businesses to support, it's hard on both ends because, you know, they're so scarce. So um, in this article, they're basically talking, they, it just basically states some excerpts here. <clears throat> the factors can be logistical or practical, such as being located farther away or having higher prices than big chain stores. Uh, retail experts and civic leaders say scarcity can be a reason. It can be hard to find businesses owned by African Americans, but other considerations might be emotional, like wanting a trendy design everyone is wearing or the perception that national brands are better. There's a myth that's been placed on our communities for many generations. White people's ice is colder. White businesses are superior to black businesses, says Ron Busby, president of the U.S. Black Chambers, a national business organization for black-owned companies. We have to change that mentality. We have to be better uh, conscientious consumers. So that's just an excerpt from the article. I just thought it was important to share, um, you know, how hard it is 
owning a black business. So if you have a black business and you're struggling, you aren't the only one. If you're out there looking for black businesses, they are out there. Just, you know, search for them. We try to do a good job of sharing some here with you. We try to do a good job of asking for some. So we can share those. So keep sending us in. Uh, keep sending us in submissions. Keep supporting black businesses. And just keep on living. And now we're going to parlay into another segment. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to parlay. Into, I'm just going to be the segment parlay okay today. Okay. <laughs> this is going to be. Asking for a friend. Don't forget to email us at thefriendzone at loudspeakersnetwork.com with all of your cool things. This email subject is jealous or nah and why. Hey, friends. So here goes. I have identified a flaw that I would love to overcome. I have noticed a pattern. I'll be in a relationship, and for whatever reason, the relationship ends. <laughs> I can usually stay amicable with my previous partner, seeing as how the ends are never on horrible terms. I then move on at some point and seem pretty happy and fulfilled with my next relationship. But once I find out that the ex has also moved on, I get a bit jealous and want to know the who, what, when, where, and how their relationship began. I also find that I start to insert myself back into the ex's life with calls or texts or even social media likes, as if I really want their love and attention back. This has happened with my last four relationships, all of which have been long-term, between two to six years each. Can y'all help me figure out how to stop this crazy pattern? And most importantly, why I tend to behave in this way. I can definitely say that it isn't because I'm not happy, because as I said, in all these situations, I've moved on and been in very fulfilling relationships. I don't know what to do or what I could be missing. Thank you, guys. You are definitely tools in my mental health bo- health toolbox. Love and light. Hmm. For whatever reason, they just be ending. <laughs> I don't know what I did. I just walked out of the room and came back and it was over. Um, I, um, cause you saying that you moved on to fulfilling relationships, so it's not the actual relationships, but I would say, and this is me speaking from experience, that you probably moved on too quickly. And that doesn't always help because if you're still looking back and checking their social media, who they're dating, um, sending them texts, I'm not sure how fulfilled you are in your new relationship if you're still worried about what your ex is doing. The only time that happens is if, A, you're bored, (laughs) B, you're not um, 100% checking for this new person, or C, you moved on way too fast and didn't give yourself time to get your ex out of your system before moving on to a new person and what they had to offer. And like I said, that's me speaking from experience because I will catch myself checking to see you know, X, Y, and Z are doing, but that's only because I still want them. I wonder what Rakeem doing today. <laughs> and I mean, it could be attention, too. Some people just want everybody to want them. Yeah, I, that's what I was going to say. I think it is. I think it's just an issue of you feeling like, well, damn, does this person still have a desire for me? Right. Um, which is kind of like low-key manipulative because you really can't just insert yourself back into someone's life when they've obviously moved on. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's kind of fucked up. Second of all, like, low-key, like, you're too old to be doing this. If you said you didn't been in 16 relationships that was all <laughs> 70 years apiece, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Like, all these long-term relationships. You can't have a lot of long-term relationships. You know right. what I mean? Like, you just probably a lot of stops and starts, maybe. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but that's not a lot of long-term relationships. And you've done enough dating to know, like, what's improper. And it's really not fair. But I don't think it, that's something that you'll only understand, like, if it happens to you. So I think that what's going to happen is that you're going to actually meet somebody who really does, like, you know, capture all of your attention. And your exes are all going to get you back. 
That's what I think is going to happen. <laughs> I think it's going to then, then you'll learn the lesson. I don't mean to be harsh, but, like, then you'll no, learn the lesson. No, you know what I mean? Happened. You'll learn, like, okay, this doesn't feel good. I really am making the effort to, like, quote, unquote, be right. And it's kind of rude of them to, like, insert themselves in my life that way. So... Listen, the way I learned to stop fucking with people is when someone fucked with me. See? <laughs> I was like, See? this don't feel good. Okay. See? Lesson learned. So don't wait to hit that wall. You need to go speak to someone. And I'm not trying to sound rude, but apparently you don't have any friends to tell you what is going on because you you are literally asking why you are this way. You are literally, like, you need to, like, sit with someone and sort out why you're doing all this because you can't, you keep saying that you're happy, and I believe that you are happy to some degree, but it's because you have a pile of clothes in the corner. Like, you taking all these bags into these other relationships, not realizing that they're bags, but that you you dig through that pile every time you see a text or something that you want to send or mess up they, they knew new. So you need to talk to someone, you need to fold up these clothes, and you need to donate these clothes, bag lady, because you're going to hurt your <laughs> back. Like, for real. You, you keep thinking that this pattern is happening, and you can't figure it out, and you're so happy, and it's good. There's something going on. There's something that you maybe haven't shaken from that first relationship or you just do these things in these relationships and you just think that moving on, however you move on, is okay. And so you just, it's that hindsight kicking in like, oh, shit, I'm doing something wrong. What is it? So you just need to sort it out with someone if because I, I, I think you're missing something yourself and you just feel like, I don't want you to drive yourself crazy missing what you feel like you're missing and feeling like other people still have it. Like, I don't want you going back for the, you know, feeling like you're going back for something that's not even there anymore. You have something else in front of you. What are you even doing? You making me feel crazy with you. I, I get what's going on, girl. <laughs> Talk to someone, find the root, because um, I can't tell you what it is since you've been in four, two to six relationships, two to six year relationships, and you're saying you're happy. You really, because you're throwing me off. I don't feel like you're happy and you jump in relationship to relationship like that. I don't think I would be happy. I only bothered. I like I'd only like bothered people from the past when I was bored. Oh no! I need to do more stuff. <laughs> no, <laughs> well, you, you I know, know but what for I real. mean. Like no, when you like you're, and you're in this relationship time, bored. It's you know like, how they say idle time is the oh, devil. It's yeah. the truth. Like the only times I've gotten myself into trouble with texting someone, calling someone, or linking up with someone is because I wasn't busy enough. Or I was horny. I'm a guy, so like that's my different. that, that you know. happens. <laughs> oh God, like that'll get you every time. You'd be like, "Damn, now." And then when the fog clears after, <sighs> then you're like, "Why, why, why did I hit this person? <laughs> what was that?" Well, I usually have an answer for that <laughs> question, but but I what did, what, what, what did Miguel like, say? This if this love is a sure thing. Okay. <laughs> So that's it for this week's show. We hope that helped you a little bit. Do you guys have any church announcements? We sure do. We will be in Chicago, Illinois, October 14th. Super excited about that. Still a few tickets available. VIP is sold out, but there's still some general admission tickets available at Chicago, the Friends Online. Chicago, where you at? We want to see you. That's right. I was rolling around in my mind. It occurred. What if God was a her? Sorry, that's common. You know, Shot City. What if Common comes to the show in Chicago? Okay. Damn, y'all should buy tickets just in case that happens. You're funny. What if Kanye West comes? You know he's from Chicago, too. <laughs> oh, my God. What if Vic Mensa shows up? No, I don't know. I'm hard to y'all. Just show up. Y'all know some... But y'all know somebody's going to be there. I don't know who, but somebody is going... We're going to be there, damn it. Come on now. Come, come on, see Chicago. Us. We want to see you. We'll also be in D.C. December 3rd. 
DC, yes. baby. Super excited about that. You can that get VIP is sold out too. You but, can get all of the tickets at thefriendzonelive.com. Yeah. Again, both VIPs are sold out, but there are Thank still you, general y'all. admission tickets available in both cities. Log on, buy the tickets, come see us, come kick it with us. And, and I'm wearing a White Sox jersey. I y'all don't need to tweet me no more. <laughs> I get it. And I understand that I'm going to be on the south side. I understand that the Cubs owner donated to Trump. Now, you know that's oh. all y'all had to tell oh, me. Oh, damn. So I will never oh. be caught dead in a Cubs jersey. Ever. But I will definitely that be in White Sox apparel. Oh, so okay. Shout out to Chicago. I can't wait. Right. So we'll be there. But definitely come check us out. Buy the tickets. TheFriendZoneLive.com. And I I will also be at BeautyCon NYC this weekend Uh with Shameless Maya, Chesley, and a lot of your favorites. So come check us out. That's going to be amazing for all you YouTube beauty guru lovers. And to kick all the fun off in New York City on Friday. Boom. Furious Thoughts Live kicks off. Yay. We will be in the building, obviously. Friend zone's always gonna hold it down. If you're in the friend zone, the friend zone is with you. I was gonna say it backwards, but then I realized it was gonna be a bad idea. And aren't you guys hosting? I'm gonna do a little intro. Some, 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 some. You know, I gotta introduce the kid. I'll be front row. Hey, <laughs> save me a seat next to you so when I'm done. Right? So we love you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Stay black and protect your magic. Bye. <laughs> Don't forget that today's episode of The Friend Zone is brought to you by HBO's Insecure. There are so many shows on TV that show the modern black woman is strong, confident, and flawless. But Issa and Molly are definitely not killing it. These best friends must deal with their own real-life flaws as they attempt to navigate different worlds and cope with an endless series of uncomfortable and unfortunate everyday experiences. Shot in and around South Los Angeles, Insecure incorporates the music of both indie and established artists of color and touches on a variety of social and racial issues that relate to the contemporary Black experience. She's gone from awkward Black girl to Insecure. Issa Rae has been making us laugh since her early days on YouTube, and we can't wait for you to see how she's upped her game for HBO. And if you know anything about Issa Rae, you know she'll have you in stitches laughing from beginning to end. Tune in Sunday, October 9th at 1030 Eastern and Pacific for the series premiere of Insecure, exclusively on HBO. HBO.